0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tails are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And f- thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. Cause it's a booty booty. It's time to get this party started. It's a booty booty. It's time to get this party started. With Johnny, Jimmy, Gregor, and the Jimmy J C. All we know and all we talk about is booty booty. It's time to get this party started
1: tonight. See, it's got to be tough, right, to be a colour commentator when you're you're trying to be supportive of your nation and your team in, in a massive match, one of the biggest matches in the last two decades, the first final since 2000. And that performance is put on the pitch. You're trying to be positive, right? But got to, you have to be honest, right? And I think I think Jimmy Brennan, our very own Jimmy Brennan, balanced it nicely yesterday as Canada crashed to the United States in the Gold Cup final. It's funny, footy-planet podcast, and we're hoping to be celebrating a title and a trophy and back to the way things were 23 years ago. But no, indeed, uh, we have to now dissect what was one of the worst performances under John Herbman for, for Canada. I think it's fair to say. Craig Forrest is here. Wong is here. Jimmy's here. Um, all right, start with you, Jimmy. How, how did you enjoy the game, mate? How, how were you balancing your emotions? It was difficult.
2: I mean, obviously, at times throughout the game, you could hear me saying, we need to do this, we need to do that. Um, I think simply because of the fact, as we all know, and just like everybody here today talk, and we're, we're fans of of Canadian football um, and we want to win and we want to see effort and we want to see us winning trophies. And when you get that opportunity to get to a final, you've got to show up on the day. There's, there's no, there's no excuses. You know, when you listen to it and think, Oh, you know, tactically we did our preparation. No, that's, that's all out the window. You're playing against our, our Southern rivals in a final. Uh, it's, it's heart, It's commitment. It's not easy. It's hard to win championships. But your mindset has to be right. And I just felt we lost the individual battles all over the park last night. We didn't look good. Tactically, did we get it right? No, I felt we, we got overloaded in the middle. We got our back back three weren't good. Set pieces were terrible. I don't know who organized the the set pieces, but every time the Americans were putting the ball in the box, it felt like they were going to score. You know, so... I don't agree with the comments after the game about the preparation. Um, wasn't long enough. I mean, Craig, you and I both played for this national team, and we'd fly in two days before a game and have to get on with it and play.
3: Well, that's right. And then also in the World Cup qualifying, there was matches where Canada played extremely well with only a few days' preparation. So, yeah, ideally you'd like to have a few months' preparation, but that doesn't happen in international football. So... Um, the Americans were just on it on it and then when you pop them a goal the set piece free header Milan should probably do better as well so all around it's 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 about attacking the ball we talk about you know the best defenders in the world and it's about desire and in any sport whether it's Dennis Rodman in the NBA or you know a big center back like you know, defenders that we used to have, Jimmy, that just attacked the ball. We One thing we could do is attack the ball, and uh, that's really what was lacking. And then once it's 2-0, um, then Kennedy gets the wrong side. There's a whole bunch of problems on that second goal as well. Kennedy is done as well by the run behind him. <clears throat> Good ball played through. I thought Reina was just fantastic in the game, yeah. to be honest. Um, and then at 2-0, yeah, they had some chances. Canada um, put some pressure on, but... It is uh, it is a lot easier to, to do that at 2-0, as we know, when you're down to start to start to play. But by then, it's it's a little bit late.
2: Yeah, it's too late then. I just felt, you know, the the simple things looked so hard last night. You know, those little passes or balls were getting played into players and the ball was going under their feet or, you know, they played into the front men and it was bouncing off of them and mm-hmm. just nothing was going the way that you would expect them to go. Um Maybe, yeah, did the occasion get the better of them? Probably. Did they overthink tactically too much? I think so. You mm-hmm. know, I don't understand why we changed so much from the from the, the previous match against Panama, where you, you end up winning the match 3 0. You had a good performance, and then you, you change the game going into the next one because you, you're overthinking things.
3: And that fearless sort of mindset when they went into the World Cup wasn't there and playing on the front foot and I think well tell me Sean what did you think about the you know of uh, you know without Tajon Buchanan playing uh, it was a little bit maybe conservative it seemed like a decent move for uh, in, in you know 2020s obviously we got that hindsight but um it didn't work quite as well and it, it showed that maybe you know to the players that we weren't going to go all out and show that fearless type of game plan that we've been doing for so long and so well, it wasn't there.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I think you, you understand why you're on the road against a better team. And listen, let's be honest. The States are a better team in Canada. Let's get over this whole Kings of CONCACAF bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right. The, the States in, in qualifying are a very different team to what they are now. So you understand why, why it made sense to be a little bit more conservative, mm-hmm. right? But OZO has barely played in two months. He's barely played. He's been injured, right? Mm-hmm. And Tejan, Ake okay, wasn't great in, in the Panama game, didn't do too much. But we know what he can do, what he can can add to this team. So there was definitely, I think, a reason to question that 100%. You know, I, I'm kind of getting sick of the excuses. Uh, and I understand why you use the platform to push agendas, right? And the finances are clearly an agenda of John Herbert, and I understand why. Same for both teams, right? There's, there's no money and camps aren't what they should be compared to the States. But listen, different sports, different leagues, different realities. But, you know, we, we, we like John. I'm a supporter of John. But he's, it's okay at some point to start criticizing these players publicly. It's okay. You know, th- this protection that, oh, we were great. We played really well. I'm proud of them. We should pr-. No. W- when you watch that game back, I can't imagine... He really believes that. It's okay to hold your players accountable. It really is, right? This this protectionism we have in this country, it seems, right now. uh, It's not working, right? When was the last time Canada played a decent game of football? When? People say, oh, well, Belgium. Well, we lost against Belgium, right? They still lost. And Belgium were terrible that day, and they still beat Canada. When was the last time? It was in qualifying. It's a long time ago now. I see a bit of a pattern forming here. Players not showing up when they put that Canadian shirt on. And it's okay to say that, figure it out. But I, I, I'm getting really kind of bored of these excuses, right? And I, So what did John say post-match? Um, we, did, we just didn't capitalize on big moments. If we had, it's a different game. I felt Canada was right there tonight, right there. I didn't see that. There were not chances, but the States could have scored three or four more goals as well. Let's mm. be honest here. Um, he, he said, we've got to figure this out financially. We've got to get serious about winning a World Cup. When you play at home, you get a chance to win it you get a chance to get to a quarterfinals and then you get on that road to win. And we're not serious. We've brought a world cup to our country and we're not serious about winning it. I, I get that. I get the frustration, Jimmy, with the money situation, mm-hmm. but that's the reality. And, and, and John knows this reality. He's known it forever. He's been here for long enough.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like you can say all you want, but the reality is, you know, the situation and you've got to deal with the cards that are dealt. So deal with them and don't make excuses. And the problem is, you know, I could accept the V after the match said, hey, look, we just we weren't at it tonight. We didn't rise to the occasion. They were better than us all over the park. Their individual battles, they won. We didn't. I could accept that and be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. But let's not let's not bullshit and make it out like we're all fucking stupid. Because that's not the case. We understand the game. We've got eyes. We can see what's happening, what's been played, and tactically what we were doing. Mm -hmm. I just thought we were so predictable when we got the ball and we're playing these diagonal balls over the top, trying to find Larea in behind. You're playing against Robinson. Robinson's just as quick as Larea. You have to be smarter now. Mm -hmm. You have to outthink your opponent. Your movement's got to be different. You know, it's not MLS where Richie, you play a ball over top. Nine times out of ten, Richie's getting that ball. But continually, we try to go over top again. Same on the other side. Their defenders were marking match tight, like tight. They weren't giving any space to our to our attackers. So yeah. you got to be more creative now. Now, now you got to start thinking, okay, how, how are we gonna beat them? Right. Richie, come inside, try to try to drag Robinson out of the position. Maybe we can get Lyron in behind now. Maybe we get a third-man run. Coney, you go into the channel. We'll we'll suck out Robinson. Now these are entries that we're going to get, but I didn't see any of it. And then you you had Aronson in the middle of the park. It was just going man-to-man with Coney. Coney wasn't getting on the ball. No. So if I'm watching that match and I'm I'm seeing it, I'm looking going, Coney, get out of that hole. Get out of the pocket. Aronson's going to go with you. We need somebody else come, come in now and get on that ball. But instead... It was too static. We start going direct. It's predictable. We ended up losing the ball. Even our set, set play with, with Weya and Reina standing, standing next to the free kick. Now, if I'm on set pieces, I'm looking at that going, why are those two standing there? Something's up. Something's up. I'm pulling somebody out to go, go next to them and get as close as possible. And all of a sudden, a ball just gets rolled over about 10 yards, 15 yards. And weya has got a free shot and goal. Like, who's, who's in charge of that place? Like, how do you not see that? I don't get it.
3: Well, they brought in two co- two defensive
1: coaches. We got worse.
2: <laughs> we got, we did get worse.
1: <laughs> but listen, if, if we want to keep talking about this bullshit about being a football nation and a soccer nation, and we're we getting there. We're taking steps. Well, if that's the case, then we have to start holding this team accountable, right, and being critical when, when it's mm. do. You, you know, we'll pump this team's tires. My God, this team's tires gets pumped, right? People drink the Kool-Aid. They've done it for a long time now, right? So when things don't go right, you have to do this. You know, KJ post-match last night on the host broadcast eviscerated that team, which mm-hmm. I thought was great. It was amazing. It was like a football nation, right? I think we heard from Jimmy there what we're saying here as well. You have to hold them accountable, right? It's not good enough. We've seen what this team can do in mm-hmm. different situations, maybe less pressure. It's time we saw it on a more consistent basis against better teams. You know, yep, yep, you're right. We've got to play better teams. We've got to play teams outside of CONCACAF. The States are a legitimately good team. They're, they're if not a world power, they're probably on their way to becoming a world power eventually, yeah, they're,
2: right? They're very good. They're, they're very, very
1: good. And, and you were smashed last night by them. And don't tell me, oh yeah, but look in the last qualifying we 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 beat a member Hamilton. Yeah. Teams change, teams improve, teams get better. And that's what the states are doing. And I don't see Canada getting better right now. In fact, they're 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 declining, it seems.
2: No, you and that's what bothers you you keep talking about the past. Give gives a shit about the past? Yeah, those those are gone. It's over. Move on, because everybody else is moving on. You don't hear about the Americans talking about, oh well. We beat them four years ago, and this team beat that team. Who gives a shit? doesn't Americans matter. Americans were missing right some
3: players, too. Some key players. Yeah. Stardust. Stardust. Stardust.
1: including Adams. Stardust.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. McKinnon. Although the new kid, Belugan, looks pretty good. Robinson. <laughs>
3: I, I got to hand it to the U.S. too because I thought this. I thought they played a really, really good game. The center backs were excellent. Jimmy oh. was right. They were really close. They, yeah, Canada did have some uh, some opportunities. Laren should have probably scored from twelve yards out. David had some opportunities with just that lack of that last pass, last opportunity. But they defended really well against a tough uh frontline. We know what Canada can do. And that's why I was always interested right in the, you know, 80th minute, 85, because we have that threat going forward that we've never ever had before. But they didn't capitalize on it. And I think Alfonso overplayed. He was just, yeah, he's trying to do his best for his team. But my God, I say like some of his decisions and crosses and shots and it, it wasn't a, a player that I I I thought that, you know, yeah, he's dangerous and
1: he's quick and we got all that. But he didn't look like a a tier one player, to be honest with you. When was the last time you saw Afonso, the Bayern Munich Afonso in, in a Canadian shirt? It's been a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, and it's, it is interesting, too. I mean, he played, what, seven of the
3: last or the 14 qualifying group, the last group. And those seven games, Canada played very well in those games as well. But it's you take a brave, brave man there at the coaching position to not play him, right? <laughs> But sometimes I I look at that balance of the team when he's not in the lineup and, you know, the players have to take some responsibility as they seem to pass it on to Alfonso
1: a little bit and put it on him. He tries too hard, it seems, right? When things aren't going right and he just seems to try and take it all on his own shoulders and he tries to beat people. He gives the ball away too much. He shoots from, you know, poor positions. You know, he just, like, he has to rely on the team, but it seems that he just doesn't trust his teammates when things aren't going right late in games. Mm-hmm. I'll do it all myself, and you're a wingback. You're not You're not actually a goal scorer. But I watch him play think many things is a goal scorer.
3: Oh, yeah, he, he loves that. I mean, I would too if I was him trying to play in the F attacking zone. I mean, Bayern Munich's not – they don't need him to do that. they got enough yeah. strength in other positions. He, he'll be quite disciplined in what he does. But for Canada, he wants to – play that forward position and score goals, and he sees himself as a goal scorer. I mean, he took the goal very well against Panama, of course, but nowhere near
1: against the U.S. Here's my concern, Jimmy, and get your thoughts on this, is that that John Herbman feels that he cannot criticize his players because maybe they're too fragile and he can't upset people and there's not enough depth in that squad to, to risk upsetting a star because there's no one to replace them. Is that something that do you think is possible?
2: No, as a manager, you have to. You have to criticize when the time is right. The professional footballers, they play at a high level. you telling me that at their club football, they're not getting hammered by the coaches when they don't perform?
3: Now, do you think Jimmy that you know John privately in the dressing room has a, what he is saying different things to the players as he does publicly? Is he? I mean, you got to understand too. I mean, the modern player is you do understand. Uh, how do you deal with that? And he doesn't want to. You can see he really doesn't want to criticize the players publicly, and that seems to be a, a play by him. Um, and it is a tough one because you can lose the players very quickly. So yeah,
2: no. Listen, I, I get it not coming out publicly and hammering the players. I get that. But there's a time and place when you're in that dressing room and things aren't going well and people aren't pulling their weight. And last night, there was too many passengers on that pitch not pulling their weight. And that's got to be addressed. You have and Maybe to it was. Maybe weight. it was. Yeah, we don't know. We don't you have know. no idea.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, they're, they're, like we're hoping that there's was. two John Herbans, right? There's a John Herbin for public discourse, right? I get that, right? He's, he's good at it. And then there's a John Herban in the room. Yeah. Right. We know that he's he's a lot more ruthless than people think. Right. He is very much a, a wolf in sheep's clothing in some regards. Mm-hmm. So you got to think that in the room there's a different John Herman. But I just want to see him at some point. I'm not saying you, you you come out and you start singling out players and destroying them. But when when you're coming out and saying yeah we were good tonight we were proud of ourselves and we could have won that you're like
2: no no we shouldn't players players aren't stupid players aren't stupid right and when you you're talking about the preparation oh we have. You know they have more preparation than what we did, and Atiba hears that quote and he's like, "No, that's that's not the case, that's not true." And then you're saying, then he comes out and says, "Well, this is probably one of the the, the best American team that we've ever seen." And Estecio was had maybe what a two minute pause with like, "What? No, that's not the best team that they've ever had." <laughs> you know, so the if the players are kind of listening to what you're saying and they're not agreeing with what you're saying. So you you can't bullshit. And the players know that they they haven't played well. They'll know in the dressing room. They'll know exactly what's going on. So if you come in there and you sugarcoat things, the players are going, fuck, here we go. Man. Well if the manager's gonna sugarcoat this and well what's what's there's no pressure on us then. No, you can't sugarcoat shit. Yeah fuck you have to say how it is. It's like your children. If something, if they're not doing something right, you tell them you're not doing something right, whether they like it or not. And there's a way to do it, but you got to tell them.
3: And we're not making any. Like there, there's also some massive challenges for our, our association and you know preparation and is is a a lack of or lack of preparation is a massive thing with all our programs. Our youth teams. We don't qualify for U twenty events anymore. We don't. Qualify very often for U17, although they expanded it. And then our U17 are going to the World Cup uh, without one camp. Our women don't prepare properly. We have no money. Like we understand that. So that's probably not going to change. It's never, we're never going to be flush. So you have to do your best with what you got. And it is tough because when you're looking at the US and that team, guys like Wea, his dad, is a president in Africa. Like, you know, what country is he? I can't even remember. Liberia. Uh, Liberia. Liberia. You know, he was one of the – he was the best player in the world, his dad. I and mean, this kid is now playing for the United States. But what happens as a youth level is that through all these different levels, they wine and dine them. And they come in because they don't have to make a choice of what nationality or what team they're going to play for until later. So they wine and dine them through the 16s, the 17s, the 18s, all the way up. And then when they make the decision – they're friends with all these guys. They've got relationships with them, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go play for the U.S. I'm going to go play with my buddies. But we don't have that. We don't have that ability to wine and dine them. We don't have anything to offer these young players to come and play for Canada because we don't have any camps.
1: So it's going to be so frustrating for a coach. I get it. I hundred yeah. percent get what yeah. John was saying. It has to be so frustrating. So mm-hmm. guys, how do you think seconds. Beth Priestman feels right now before a World Cup? A World Cup, for Christ's sakes. Charms, those are the pros. We've just went through all the
4: pros, the best things about – what are the worst things about Canada right now? <laughs> hmm.
1: <laughs> well, listen, I mean, Adversity, you can, you can grow, right? And, and you can see the character of a group through adversity, right? And maybe this is a bit of adversity, right? They're being called out publicly by, by the media, this awful, vicious Canadian soccer media. <laughs> being called out publicly, right? It's not always a bad thing, right? I think it's important. This is part yeah. of the whole football culture, right? becoming a football culture, is, is mm-hmm. having that
3: public we're, we're miles off being a football country. We're yes, miles we off. I, it. I don't know if there was a bar in Canada who would have had the atmosphere, anywhere in Canada, that would have had, when me and Wonger went down to the West Ham, playing in the European Conference, a third trophy in Europe. And I guess you could say the Nations League would be the third trophy for national teams. And it was buzzing grown men crying because they won it like they, we're not a we have no culture soccer culture in this country we really don't we're miles behind and we take a few thousand down there and they're a great crowd they're great fans and they they really support us but we're not filling 60, 70,000 seat stadiums the US couldn't even sell that place out last night so we couldn't even sell out the game beforehand in Toronto we it's half full this is our national mm-hmm. team yeah the tickets were expensive and that's another thing but What are we talking about here? We really aren't. And how many people would have seen that match last night, you know, on different apps and just exposure of the game is just really lacking in this country, which is really sad because our young boys and girls that are watching our teams or not watching them, how do they inspire them? How do we inspire that youth level to want to be involved in it when there's only, you know, a few tens of thousands of people maybe watch that game last night?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of buddies who are hardcore sports fans. Love their sports. They'll watch World Cups. They don't really care about soccer. But they knew about, they heard somewhere about this game. And they said, well, where, where can I watch it? And I told them. And they said, what, what, what do you mean? The streaming network. It's not on yeah. TVs." And, and no, So I gave them my Fubo pass, login. And they're very happy. And they watched the game. And then they regretted it. And they're yeah. saying, what the fuck am I doing this for? Yeah, but sorry, it wasn't the, my fault.
2: When we, when we look at it, and you guys tell me, are like, are we really a sports nation? Do we really back our national teams in any sport? I remember I, w- I was in Liberty Village. It was with uh, with my brothers just having some lunch. The juniors were playing. And everybody's sitting there. Nobody's really watching the game. And then a guy comes in, and he sits down right at the bar says, with his buddy and says, hey, can, we, uh, can you put the tennis on? And the guy at the bar says, wait, is anybody watching this hockey game? And no, no, no. And all of a sudden, the game's off, and... A tennis match is on. <laughs> and I started looking, I looked at my brother. I said, we, we claim to be this hockey nation. Nobody's watching this. But yeah. do we really support our national teams in anything?
3: No, not really. No, not at the about. level we've we seen in Europe when we lived over no. there. It's just a different, it's
1: different level. Different Even though Australia, you live in New the Zealand. States or Australia. and The country yeah. stops when the netball team is playing. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. It stops mm-hmm. when the netball team is playing. Mm-hmm.
3: Massive. Massive. Massive, and and the the government put money, a lot of money, into the sports and that whole process. And you look at other countries like Norway, you know, mass great sporting country, and you know, just encourage young people to get involved in organized sports, and they they do it incredibly well, and they're good at everything. They got tennis yeah. players, got a tennis players just in the final. You got Holland, the best striker in the world right now. You know, golfers for Christ's sake, like you know, they they produce everything. Now they are a wealthy country, and they have opportunities there but they are truly a sports country like we we, we we're miles
0: behind
2: that i just i just think it's like
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
2: Regardless of what sport it is, the national team's playing, Like nobody seems to know that the games are on.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, remember, this summer, just a few weeks ago, Canada won the World Hockey Championship. Nobody nobody gives a uh, flying fuck about that tournament. <laughs> we used to, though. We used to. I remember
4: when you, your Stanley Cup playoff team got knocked out and you i remember going back watching on ctv because it was nationally televised back then and not on a sports channel so it was on regular over the air and they used to cover the world championship and i remember messier and all these guys playing in it and it was for canada now you don't even know that it's going on you also don't know who the players are
3: They're, you know they're so yeah they back out all the time The stars don't go there anymore like they used to so no and i knew some guys at tsn that were broadcasting the games and people in latvia are like you know why isn't this a bigger deal in canada they finished third latvia it was a big street party i mean it was the first thing they've ever won so um it was a massive deal for them and they're just yeah
4: so we're not a sports country there we go we finished that well let's
1: just call it what it is yeah Yeah. we're not a sports country and if is, we are is it because we're so spread out, do you think? Yeah, so vegan, I, think so out.
4: I, I think it has to do with we are, you know, a well-to-do country overall. We have so many different choices. And all those choices kind of water down the kind of water down the athleticism. You know, they, like you don't you go to Brazil, there's one sport. You go to certain African countries, there's only one way. I mean, I remember one of the Blue Jays back in the day, Damasco Garcia, and he used to say the only way, he was about a 280 hitter in the big leagues for baseball, the only way to get off of the Dominican Republic, the island, was to hit home runs to get noticed. So there's this, you know, there's no, we have a lot of um, safety net in sports and in society, which is great for society, but not so great for sports. There's no, hey, we need to do this or we're not moving on. You know, your, your guy from Liverpool, Fabinho, mm-hmm. talking about, hey, I, my job was to make, make the dollar for my family. Like there is real dedication to get out of poverty mm-hmm. and that makes a difference. And in the States, their whole thing is about capitalism. They're going to win at everything. They've got 400 million people, 360, and they push money into sports privately. And, you know, even John Herdman spoke about Investment, private investment to get his team ready last year. So, w- what are we talking about here? If if we're not putting the money in privately, these mm-hmm. teams are woefully, woefully unprepared.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You we know, and then so
4: and the other thing I wanted to do is uh, talk about the MVPs last night. Gio Reyna,
1: he looked sensational. Brilliant player States of the team. player of the match. Player Just, of the match right. was
4: he player of the match? Well, I'm um, saying MVPs because I'm No, no, thing.
1: Johnson was. Johnson was player of the match. He, uh, he had a great game defensively and then scored the first goal. Okay. Um, MVP also to Sharms. No, Richards. Uh, Richard, sorry, Richards. Sorry, Richards. Sorry. Oh, Richards.
4: Sharms yeah. for putting a joke out there that Nick Bontis was, uh, was one of the coaching <laughs> staff for Herdman and it freaked out Amy and Craig. And he just, it was one of the funniest things I'd seen all day. So that was it. sensational. <laughs> so, way to Every- go, Sharms.
3: I fell for I did fall for on oh my <laughs> what why why I mean, why John's
1: stuff is so big
3: is <laughs> 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 it was, anyway, he's
1: too busy with the uh the board now onkacaca yeah hey, do we yeah. know is um so phil neville is his bill I think it was just for these two games, right he's not there full time John brings in different faces, different coaches for different windows mm. so i I'm not sure if if Phil Neville's part of the the Gold Cup coaching staff, which will be a very different squad, by the way, the development squad, will be really interesting. Sorry, Wong, I interrupted you there. No, when
4: no, no, but it? he also brought in, uh, going to that point, he also, remember, Deitch went down and yep. coached uh, during the qualifying,
1: right? Our boy, uh, Peter Glindo as well was on yeah. uh, the yeah. uh, data standpoint so the last window, yeah? Yeah. Previous one. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> oh, and just the, uh, once again, going back to uh, nine days ago, we, Craig, um, and Jimmy and I were on a boat You were watching the Champions League and we started our show off with a comment from my friend Jay who was talking about the the Champions League final not really being an example of great soccer to grow the game. I felt that was the same last night with Canada men's national team. If you had to watch that in a vacuum, there's no way your kid or you are going to be inspired to to play soccer in Canada. That was, of I mean, I don't talk about it very much, but that was a horrible match. It was horrible to watch. It was horrible to, uh, I, I don't know how they can get away by saying the, there was no energy. There was no urgency. And, you know, there's one thing, and you've seen this in other sports, but, I mean, Craig, how are they not being pushed into, hey, this is do or die. This is urgent. I don't understand how you can be so flat in a final. That's all.
3: Well, no, that's true. And a lot of it is down to the players too. There's only so much the coach can do. To But that's my
4: point though. These are are professional players.
3: Yeah, exactly. You have
4: an opportunity to bring glory to not only personal, like that's what pushes you guys to another level, is that personal accountability. And it's like there's no accountability for these players to to come up big.
3: Well, I mean – this team has been excellent. I mean, the, the qualifying, for the most part, we've gone through the stretch of just really, really great results um, and performances. Uh, so this wasn't the greatest, of course, and we have to be hard on them because we, we certainly praise them enough when they've been doing well, and they have been exceptional. Winning championships, winning finals is a different thing too, and hopefully they'll learn something from that. When we won in 2000, we won in 1990 as well, uh, the North American Nations Cup before the gold cup started to win those finals. It just takes a little bit extra to get to them Is one thing, but how are they going to react? How are they going to perform? How are they personally going to go about their business? Uh, it's a little bit di- different when you're actually in a title fight. So hopefully they'll learn a little bit from that.
4: Um, Is it an expectation then are we putting too much expectation or saying, Hey, they should, I mean, sharms was the only one mm-hmm. who picked the U S men's national team at two to one to win. And mm-hmm. he almost got his number. So are, is the expectation because they did so well in qualifying, and as you guys said, U.S. men's team has changed over; it's a different team and mm-hmm. playing really well. Well, it's a different team for Canada to them, right? Yeah. Even well, though we, these guys, like, just put, on a pre- preparedness level and yeah. on where they are in their season, where they are in their con- contractual obligations with these pro teams, right?
3: Yeah. Well, we 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 basically, yeah, we we put we've put them on a pedestal. We have, and they deserve to be up there. And they deserve that opportunity. They, they deserved an opportunity at a final, at a trophy. They played that well. But at the end of the day, on the day, mm. uh, they they were second best against a U.S. team that really pushed two teams aside, two strong teams, Mexico and Canada, back-to-back games. And it's hard playing away. Canada's got to win trophies usually when you're on the road.
1: Yeah, exactly. Not, not that, that it was right. a... Not that it was a very you know, intimidating environment from what I saw there. Far no, from no, it, right? No, no. But here's the bottom line. Is, yes, Canada can play good football. Canada were great in qualifying. Canada is one of the best teams in CONCACAF now. No doubt, right? Like, CONCACAF doesn't scare me anymore. It used to. But when Canada's had the chance now to show can they raise themselves to that next level in the World Cup, and now in the Nations League final, they haven't done it. And that's fine if this is what they are. But let's not bullshit people to think that we're anything more than that right now. It's a process. And it's a really important three years now for 2026. Because like John Herman said, you're at home in the World Cup. There's an opportunity there. You've got to be better. Because that wasn't good enough last night. The World Cup, I mean, listen, I don't want to rehash the World Cup. Jimmy said, let's not look in the past. And that's a great point. But the World Cup wasn't great. It was kind of expected, I think, for, for a lot of us, but that's not bullshit. Oh, the boys did themselves proud. No, well, not really. Mm-hmm. They were smashed by Croatia, beaten by a Moroccan team that was basically already through and you know weren't at 100%, and a Belgian team that was poor, in crisis, and still managed to beat Canada. Right? It was what it was. So Canada's got to, at some point, show us another performance because it's been a long time. Now, Gold Cup, fresh youngsters. Let's see what's there. What's coming through here? We haven't got the squad yet. There'll be some stars there. Jimmy, you're shaking your head. Are you're you not expecting? Uh, where are you? What's your expectations level for the Gold Cup now?
2: Well, we had a full squad. I expect to get the semi-finals. That's for sure.
3: That's right. I mean, it's disappointing that they're going to miss out on putting a strong side, the stronger side out, because that's. Outside of the World Cup, your confederation title, the Gold Cup, is the biggest thing you can win. And this team is in a position where they potentially could win a major trophy. And unfortunately, with, I mean, there's a lot of football going on. We saw what happened. The World Cup pushed everything back in Europe. These guys come straight off their leagues, they come into international, and then they got the Gold Cup. And then they got, I mean, preseason starts usually the first week of July to get ready for the next season. You know, so they've got to find some space and they they all got to find some time for these players to relax and, 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 you know, get themselves re-energized too. So I get that, but it is disappointing because that is a tournament that I really feel that we could really get at.
1: Yeah, and we keep saying, got to win trophies. Let's get in a position to win trophies. And, you know, listen, I think all the Gold Cup teams are going to be somewhat scaled back. The States are doing the same thing for sure. I think Mexico is as well, right? Um and, and last time Canada with a with a younger squad did play really well and, and just lost out one 0 to Mexico in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, you want to see them in this. And then what's next for them? It's gonna be the Confederation's Cup, right? <laughs> oh boy. You know, it ain't gonna get easier. And there is a window, I think, in is it se- September? When is it a couple of games for friendlies where they can get some big hopefully some big name opposition?
3: I'm not sure they have the money for it. I don't know if they have the money to even put that together. Oh my God! If yeah, they start, I, know. If, I tell you what—if if they play in Panama and Honduras in that window—that's <laughs> <laughs> the thing. I mean, one thing about this Nations League is it—it—it it, it ties you to your confederation way too much. When this team really needs to get out of the confederation and play against South American teams, African teams, Asian teams, because they've struggled against them—they've just played CONCACAF teams. And yes, the U.S. and Mexico were strong, but the rest of them—if this team wants to go to another level, they need to play against. Very, the very, very best, consistently. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to happen.
1: It's a weird summer, though, isn't it? Because MLS shuts down for, what is it, three or four weeks for the, the league? Was it called the League Cup? No. What's it called? That, that tournament with Liga MX. Oh. What's it called? It's, it's called. Cool, it's terrible. It's huge, right? There's 47 <laughs> teams in it. It's 47 teams, knockout format. Right, right. Well, group phase 15. So let me look it up. Look it up, Wonga. Look up the uh, League. Oh, my God. League of Nations. Why can't I think of what it's called? Anyway, it's going to be 15 groups of three teams, Liga MX and MLS. Right, It's the CCL, they call it. No, that's a CONCACAF Champions League. Okay, so what, what is, is this? this? It's, different. it's like a new one this year. It's a brand new tournament this year. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh. what, one of his heads exploding right now is I'm just figuring out the conference league for Christ's sakes. What the hell? There's too many teams. Too, too many, many teams, teams. Too many competitions. Oh it really God. is hard
3: to figure out.
1: No, it's so here. No, look. You know, you guys know about this, right? You tell me, you know about this. Yeah. Th- yeah. Why I can't think what it's called right now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hang on. So is it like, like
4: North American?
1: The 2020- yeah yeah there's league MX and it's MLS in like um. So twenty twenty three leagues cup, leagues cup. cup. Leagues cup. 20... Thank you, leagues cup. Jesus Christ,
4: Jesus leagues cup. Yeah, ooh, that's a horrible logo. You should look at this mm. thing. <laughs> ooh, I made I made it when I went to the bathroom.
3: So they've got yeah, the so... Concacaf Champions League, and then they've got this leagues cup. Yeah, like, what do you get for
1: that? Well, the winner gets a berth uh, in the last sixteen, I believe, of the Concacaf Champions League. Oh. and I believe maybe the finalists too I think there's also some berths for the, the 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 first round of the Champions League as well it's just basically they're trying to pump the CONCACAF Champions League but yes yeah, there's a club it's like a club World Cup but just North America so right. 45 teams hmm. 15 groups of three and two teams get a bye into the round of 32 or whatever it is and they are the I believe the MLS Cup champion and the another leader and the ML and the Liga MX overall leader from the Clausura and Apertura. Anyway, there's so 47 teams buy. in this thing. Yeah, there's 47 teams. Okay. And and MLS is shutting down for a large part of this later this summer, which is why TFC has got so few games at home in in the summer. Look, I wish you know we've got to capture this picture. The look on on Craig and 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 face is faces, like. What have you just told me?
4: <laughs> well, I don't. If I were, you know, I was considering this question for Jimmy and Craig last night when I saw Oso and Alfonso on the pitch right away, where I went, Alfonso hasn't played in a couple months. Oso is coming back from injury. Do medical staffs of your club call medical staff of your national team and say, we only want him playing this much? We only want him being tested, like any of that going on in the background? Because seeing Oso, I think Amy even said, oh, I was surprised to see Oso on too. And I think think a few of us were just Mm -hmm. because he hadn't played in a while Um, and he's just coming back to TFC. What's the
3: conversation going on with your club team Mm -hmm. and your national team, or is there? Yeah, there is. And more clubs, uh, different clubs have more to say as well. But if they're injured or they're in a position where they – uh, might be not 100% fit. They can say an awful lot. Um, I mean, once they go to the national team, they have their say. But you you, you want to work with the clubs. You don't want to make them your enemies because it just will not put you in a good position down the road uh, if, they, if they've got a niggle and they stop the player from going, traveling, and things like that. So you want to have the best relationships you possibly can with the clubs. That's not always possible. Uh, it, it it isn't, but yes, the and the physio uh, Greg Bay would be in contact with Byron's physios and you know therapists as well to find out exactly where they are as far as fitness goes. Uh, Toronto SC the same thing uh, about Osorio where they stand, and then a lot of personal conversations as well as where they stand as far as their fitness goes and things like that. So yeah, lots of off the field conversations between clubs, players, managers, both sides. And
4: so Oso played the first half. Um, what did we think of – did anyone on Canada play well? Did Was there anyone who say, you said, hey, this is a building moment too?
1: Kamal oh. well, Miller was okay, I thought.
3: Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, not too bad.
1: Hey, Jimmy, uh, who, uh, who stood out like, from a Canadian perspective? We're being positive here, right? <laughs> No. Trying to be You said had a had a game that you know okay good enough. Mm. I think
2: yeah, I think Miller was one of the the better ones, wasn't he on the day? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, just just like, we should like we should emphasize though. I mean, it wasn't like they were blown out seven nothing here, right? No. It was a it was a poor performance, mm-hmm. a disappointing performance because it was a final, and they should be held accountable. They could have scored a couple of goals, they didn't. The states yeah. could have scored what three or four more goals possibly, but they didn't. Bottom line, yeah, yeah. Um, it's easy to get carried away with our frustration but that's what football fans do mm-hmm. and and it. listen we got it we have and still will have
3: in a few years time we're going to have a very good attacking side with potential to score goals and that's why I think that game had some interest rate right to the end because we knew what they have and the capabilities that they have uh, with some very strong attacking players for Canada like When you look at the final third for Canada, that worries me a little bit. Uh, Milan's getting to the age now. Um, He's not in the plans of Red Star, so he's been pushed out on loan to a Slovakian team. So he's obviously not in their plans, making too many mistakes. Um, You know, the back, back three, not bad, but still not this this not a a, a top five no.
1: European league. Back, well, no. Victoria drops to the bench. In comes Candy, who I thought was was good when I saw him last year. He was not good at all. No, yesterday he had a bad game. Alistair yeah. didn't have a great game. Alistair no. Johnston didn't have a no. great he, game either.
2: He, he was he was playing with an injury
1: as well. Johnson. Oh, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got an ankle injury. Just going Man. back from uh, from from Celtic. Oh wow! Yeah. But I think look.
2: You know, don't don't get me wrong. We're we're being critical here, but we've been huge supporters of this team over the last couple of years and and the positive things that they've done. We've supported it, we backed it. And we're critical right now because we finally got to a final and we we expected more than what we saw last night, and that was our opportunity. Yeah, They
3: set their own standards, right, Jimmy? I mean, they set their standards very, very high, and we've fallen for it because we've they've, they've deserved it. And, well, we're going to keep them at that standard because that's the standard that they've set for <coughs> themselves. And when you get to that, that's when you can sometimes fall heavier and harder. And um, we have to be true Canadians. We have to expect less, right? Like our okay.
4: expectations, just expect less. We'll be happy with the 2 nothing final loss.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the good old days, isn't it? Hey, 23 <laughs> yeah. years and counting.
4: Yeah. 23 years <laughs> and counting
1: boys. Uh, come on. Hey, Jimmy. Great. Come on. Must be a little part of you. He's like, ah, good. We, we still got the last trophy. <laughs> still talking about 2000 gold cup winners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're going
3: to be wheeling head. me and Jimmy out in another, and when it's 48 years and running, they're going to wheel out me and Jimmy out. Oh, these two guys, 2000. We'll have, we'll, have
2: we'll have our medals on and everything. Yeah.
1: Master, I just do not even know where
2: he is.
3: <laughs> I don't even know where my medal is, to be fair.
1: Uh, oh, well. I really, listen, I really don't. Listen, <laughs> gold is around the corner. Could be some fresh faces. Could be something positive. Um, st- listen. Let's just remember where Canada was a few years ago now in CONCACAF. And now, like I said, outside of the States, mm-hmm. CONCACAF doesn't terrify me. I expect Canada to win most of their games in CONCACAF. Mm-hmm. I want to see them play Mexico again. I really do because Mexico is mm-hmm. <laughs> hardly on the ascendancy right now. Can you imagine what it's like in Mexico right now? Oh, this my is, God. Uh, like,
3: that's they are going pressure. absolutely ballistic down there. This is a superpower. Talk about a country with, you know, with one sport, like they they invest everything into football. Football's one, two, three, four, whatever. And then you're up against the states where they've, you know, years past have had the upper hand on them. And now it's not the case. You can see why the frustration in the crowd, there is. Fights. There's all sorts of shit going on with the them Mex- because they've lost that to the States. Now the States are beating us, you know, and it's, it really, really pisses them off. And, uh, I know that the former players there, Jorge Campos, Hugo Sanchez, they're all over it. They don't even like the foreign owner, uh, uh, coaches coming in. There's, you know, it's, it's a massive thing down there. So they're taking pelters down there because I've never seen a Mexican team so bad in my entire life. Mm.
2: Right.
3: But you've got to be happy. If you U.S. men's national team, the
4: they've made a decision. Bearhalter's back after all that Reina, drama, which was crazy. I, we put it up on our Twitter to that link. And my God, the story of Gino, Gio Reyna's parents getting involved with the men's national team, getting him kind of fired a bit or suspended. Mm-hmm. He's signed a new contract. But U.S. men's national team. They looked strong, and I know we've talked about it, but they looked really – they've got they've got a future and in really coming out of not just CONCACAF, but World Cup
1: strength. Yeah.
3: yeah, they didn't play well in qualifying, not as well as I thought they would, um, but uh, that was the last couple of games was the best I've seen them play for some time. And now
1: Burhalter's coming back, and he's yeah. got – He's got some pressure yeah, he now. <laughs> he can't drop Gio Reyna now. Bloody hell! What a player he is, right? Yeah. And uh, Balogun looks really good. Nice little uh, addition to the squad there as well. Okay, um, I got to run. What are you going to do? Good? You guys, I got to go to Canada's Wonderland today. And you have Do you have a? A ride that you're looking forward to? Yeah, my, the great my Canadian mindbuster. Oh, I, I, I say my, my buddy's just arrived with his kid. Oh, no, no. <laughs> like, you go on no, a- I, I don't like roller coasters or rides at all, but because uh, I'm a good dad, I'm going to shut myself the entire day. What? You don't like a roller coaster? No. Why? Why? I don't like heights. Really? You're a heights guy. It's a phobia? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll do heights just because I'm a freaking warrior, but I don't like heights. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I'm a warrior.
1: laughs> hey, i forgot the
4: other mvps of the uh of last night fubo and one soccer for covering this match yep. thank and you supporting Chris. canadian soccer so congratulations yep. whereas not gonna say the other places didn't didn't the media didn't really cover it did didn't they? embrace it did they didn't embrace it no no
3: not. they did a nice job last night i thought they did have- Nice job on a They always
1: do. they always do. And, and like I said, KJ, uh I think he spoke for a lot of people post match and as we know the thin skins at certain areas of Canada Soccer won't have liked that one bit. Will they like <laughs> would, as well. would they
4: like today's podcast? Probably not.
1: No. <laughs> probably yeah. not. No well. What can you do? You can bullshit people, but hey. All right, listen, I'm gonna run. Uh we're back on Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Till then, keep newspapers and uh cheers for listening, everyone
0: Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime I G. Nice job. Awesome guys. Nice guys. Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen